Hello, and welcome to the Permanent Good Podcast, a podcast that is part movie club, part improv comedy. My name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. This week, Amazon, the company, did something atrocious. And and this one, it probably tops everything. You know, it wasn't the propaganda that told workers not to unionize. It wasn't the awful working conditions that, you know, made workers pee in bottles. It's not the fact that they don't pay practically any taxes towards the government. No, the problem that I have is they updated IMDb for mobile and it's garbage. Oh my God, it's garbage. Um, Is it? I don't see any change on my side. I use iPhone's audience because... I'm better than most of you. And it looks it looks fine. I'm better than most of you because I have the most popular selling phone on the planet. Yeah. Pretty much. Um so it did the big thing that's upsetting me mm-hmm. is they have this like you know them from section where if I were to click on like Brad Pitt and it's like, oh, these are these are the movies that you know Brad Pitt from based on what you've rated. The big thing that upset me is they got rid of of the name of the role that they were in that movie so now it just shows the name of the movie and the year oh yeah but you can also just go through their known for under filmography and just find it but that's the other thing that upsets me this is just an aesthetic thing where they used to have like a little bit of a break between the known for and the actor section and now that gap has uh tightened up a little bit so now it just slides right from known for into actor and they're like it all looks like one big section as opposed to the two separate sections that was on the previous update interesting interesting and like it's really a big problem not so much with movies but with tv actors so like if i know that somebody was in community but like i don't remember what episode they were from like i used to be able to like click on that button and it would show me you know their title and their episode number. And now it doesn't do that. And I'm like, great. Now I just know that they were in one of 150 episodes of community. I would see why that'd be frustrating for you. However, couldn't care less. So what Alex just dropped on us was something that uh, he learned in couples counseling. When we went a few weeks ago is uh, he's learned to stop um, denying my emotions and rather just playfully indulge me. Yeah. Also, I don't know. Here's the thing. I want I want to come after you over the little stuff because it's funny. The problem is, is I don't want you to not want to do this podcast with me because you think I'm emotionally abusive. So I'm trying to find the line between comedy and roasting and putting our relationship in jeopardy for a joke. And so we've come I, close. And we've come, come close. close a few times. So... I'm going to try and tone it down in the intro segment, ramp it up a little bit in the movie, and then by the time we get to improv, I'm hoping that I can just go back to normal. So I'm testing it out, and we'll see how it goes. So what you're saying is you're going to join me in the fight to personally overthrow Amazon so that way we can change IMDb and nitpick it to how you and I would use it best. I'm just going to say that sounds like something you would be very interested in, and I support you doing it. I just won't involve myself. That is a very diplomatic answer. Yeah, you know, well, if it wasn't for the 32 episodes of Garbage we've done so far, you'd make a pretty good politician. You know, I, um, I've i actually considered that. Um, I'm deathly afraid that my real job is going to get a hold of these tapes. <laughs> and it wouldn't be hard. I'm on Spotify. I'm on Apple Music. I'm on Google Play. Not to brag or anything. But uh, they, it's I'm not hiding, you know? Yeah, all it um, takes is one recommended to go wrong. Right. So I'm really hoping that by the time work gets a hold of this, this is taking off. Um, yeah, however, it's too late. Yeah. Um, my chances of running for the governor of Michigan, which was an original plan, is made significantly more difficult. So how would your... Um, platform for running for the governor change if you were to do it today? If I were to do it right now, first of all, I'd have to be like, first of all, Alex Good is a character. Okay? He's a <laughs> character. 
I, he's made purely for me to explore comedic ideas. Yeah, and and you get on stage like, listen, Alex good as a character, and as we've learned from the past, as long as you say it's a character, you can get away with anything. Right. And I'll be like, it is. I don't support his ideas in the slightest, unless you happen to support them, in which case I endorse everything he has said. <laughs> um, I really got to fear feel it out. The tricky part about Michigan, it's it's a swing state, and it also goes. I mean, it goes back and forth. So I might be a little wishy washy. Depending on what city I'm in. Detroit, I don't stand by anything I've said on this podcast. Rural Michigan, <laughs> I don't tell anything but the truth. So, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we go back to the hometown and everyone's like, you know, this guy's kind of got a point. Yeah. Yeah. Women do suck at everything. They're going to be like, listen, this guy said he's okay with little lies. I also relate with that. And there's going to be people be like, he could be lying to us. And they're like, he wouldn't do that. It's a character. That's, that's hopefully what I'm going for. And hopefully of all the podcasts they listen to, they don't listen to this one. Yeah. Yeah. We get to the, we get to the little cities and they're like, Hey, he's just as abusive as my stepdad. Yeah. That's, that's the target we want to go for. Mm -hmm. I'm going for daddy issues. Hence the stepdad. And I'm, I'm really aiming for that. Like, relatability of the abusive father that's what i'm going for all right emotionally abusive (laughs) i find i have very strict boundaries on the kind of abuse i'll do okay so let's get that on a t-shirt relatability to emotional abuse yes i stand by 100 i hope someone's taking notes on all the amazing t-shirt ideas that we've come up with and i just mean taking notes and not selling them to Redbubble because lord knows they'll take anything Right. I'm just really hoping that if someone does take a lot of our ideas, they just send us like royalty checks or something. Yeah. Or even just like a free product, you know? Right. I'm a double XL if you're curious. Uh, with that being said, do you want to jump into the movie segment? Let's jump oh, into the movie segment. Um, do you want to do spoilers or one section? We can do spoilers. I want to do spoilers more. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's do spoilers. Okay, so we are going to split this into a non-spoiler section for the first half, and then we will do a full spoiler, uh, you know, what was I even trying to say? We'll do a full spoiler section after that. It's usually about 15 minutes each. If you do not want to listen to the movie segment for whatever reason, if it's not your cup of tea, you can skip ahead to this time code here. Time code 3345. This week, we watched Snatch, which was a Guy Ritchie film. Stars Brad Pitt, Jason Statham, Benicio Del Toro. Um, And if you are unfamiliar with this movie, it starts off with like a little bit of a gem heist. And you're like, oh, this is what the movie's going to be. No, kind of not even a little. Um, This movie is about uh, rigged boxing for the most of it. Uh, Jason Statham's character, whose name is Turkish. Uh, he is, you know, he organizes underground boxing and he has a fighter that is organized to take a fall during a match. And then while they're doing prep for while they're doing prep work for that match, uh, Jason Statham sends his assistant or his partner, Tommy, out to go get a new office in the form of a caravan, a camper. And. Uh, he goes and Tommy goes and buys a caravan from a group of people who are only referred to by slurs throughout the entire course of the movie. And this is where Brad Pitt's character comes into play. And while they were trying to buy the caravan, Brad Pitt and this boxer um, get into a fight and Brad Pitt hospitalizes this boxer that's supposed to take a fall. And so a lot of this movie is trying to convince Brad Pitt's character to take his place and take the fall for him very british gangster very um a lot happening with not a lot happening a lot of guy Ritchie really likes a lot of storylines going all at once and like converging characters um guys listen um i didn't know this movie i didn't know anything about this movie and i'm a pretty big fan of guy Ritchie. Uh, The only thing I knew going into this is that a lot of people were saying, because the reason I wanted to watch this movie was because I really like The Gentleman. 
mm-hmm. like the gentleman was my 2020 movie and when that movie came out a lot of people were saying it is almost as good as snatch so i'm like all right guess i gotta watch snatch at some point well spoiler alert the gentleman was better it was it was it was a little bit better yep, yeah it was better um he also did the robert Downey jr sherlock holmes and he also did the man from uncle both of which and were better than this movie as well. Aladdin. The new one. Yes. With, uh, Will Smith. And that one also was better than this movie. Here's my oh, here's my beef with this movie. Interesting. Okay. Here's You've my, got here's beef, beef with this movie. movie. Yeah. Um, they did this thing where they do like snapshots and they put the name of the character like outlined so you get introduced to everybody at the same time yeah we got introduced to like 15 people yeah i definitely was like so there's at least five minutes of this happening where it's like this one's turkish this one's cousin what was yeah. it cousin they don't have real names frankie yeah. Fourfingers, cousin avi bullet bullet tooth tony mickey o'neill boris the blade turkish bricktop doug the head soul mullet I'm like, what is happening, dude? And I'm supposed and to remember so, this? Yeah, I knew once that happened. I'm like, oh, I'm not going to know any of these characters when they actually pop up. And lo and behold, when Bullet Tooth Tony shows up, it took me like probably a scene and a half before I'm like, oh, we're supposed to know this guy. Also, there's a couple of them that have more than one nickname. Boris the Blade has a bunch of other nicknames. Uh, Yeah, Boris the Blade is also Boris the Bullet Dodger. Is yeah. the other big one that they use. And I'm like, dude, what? Also, I had no idea what the tone of this movie was. I think it's supposed to be very like like satire. A lot of like tongue in cheek. A lot of like comedic dialogue in serious situations. Yeah, I wouldn't go so far as to say it's... I wouldn't go so far as to say it's satire, but it's definitely very tongue in cheek. And um, that was annoying. And I think it was annoying because I didn't know that going in. And I went in expecting The Gentleman. I went in expecting a kind of heist movie, boxing, uh, corrupt boxing, unlicensed, like a man's man's movie. And it was a 2000, dude, it was came out in 2000. And I don't know if it holds up. I got, this movie was annoying. And this was the first movie that I like, I had to focus to figure out what was going on. Really? Yeah. Because there was, there, was, there was so much going on. You do on. know that last week we watched Mank, right? And that was easy to follow compared to this for me. You had four different storylines going on, and half of them were focused on a fixed boxing match, and the other half was trying to find an 86-carat diamond. And sometimes they were related, and sometimes they weren't, and both were happening at the same time. And yeah, the dialogue was annoying, and the accents were re- annoying as well, and I wasn't a fan. There's definitely a point where um, it, it, it takes a while throughout the movie before you realize, oh, Turkish is not involved in the diamond part. At all. Like, so, the movie begins with Turkish and Tommy um, talking to somebody you don't know who until the end. And they're basically like recounting their story. And you think, oh, he has the diamond at this point. So obviously his story involves the diamond. Not even a little. Like hardly at all. Yeah, dude. Also, I got beef with Jason Statham. This is his first big movie. Actually, before this, he did Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels, which is also a Guy Ritchie movie. But Guy Ritchie pretty much found this guy, right? This is not when he was good. Okay. (laughs) This is before he knew how to act. Jason Statham has no acting experience. He was just a guy. Like, I think he was, uh, like an app. He was in modeling for like a clothing company or something like that. Like he wasn't, he's not an entertainer. And this, you can tell in this movie, dude, it was annoying. (laughs) The dialogue was gross. Every time he delivered lines, I'm like, Oh, is he reading right now? The only Jason Statham line that really stuck out to me as like annoying was he had this recurring bit with Tommy where whenever Tommy got anxious or whatever, um, 
Jason Statham would say something to the effect of like, oh, then we should hurry up before the Germans get here. And I'm like, what is that? Where is yeah, this coming dude, from? What? This is nothing. It was so annoying, dude. I'm like, oh, Jason Statham, you're you're so bad. I can't wait till 10 years later when you're doing a Fast and Furious movie and or The Expendables and or Nomeo and Juliet when you get good again. <laughs> it was, dude, I'm just like, learn, bro. You're getting paid thousands if not a million dollars for this movie be better please so i really liked brad pitt's character in this movie something i found really fun i i thought brad pitt nailed the accent like so i watched it with subtitles so obviously i could understand everything he was saying and because i could understand what he was saying i thought the accent was just like it was perfect comedically it was perfect like just for his character mm-hmm. and according to imdb trivia uh the reason why he spoke with that accent was because a lot of people criticized lock stock and two smoking barrels for being incomprehensible in terms of their accents so guy Ritchie is like oh really i'm gonna make a character that's so bad that not even the actors can understand what he's saying right uh, and I and I was kind of about that. I like that a lot. I I get super nervous when Brits can do Americans way better than Americans can do Brits. So <laughs> which is as... why which is why Brad Pitt doing something completely inconcernable is like it was perfect. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm glad I don't I can't make fun of his accent because the other people in this movie have no idea what he's saying. Also, I learned from this movie. British people have a lot harder time being intimidating to me personally. Um, Like there's that scene, maybe there's that scene where Jason Statham is like where he's telling Tommy to that he wants a new caravan. And so Tommy's like, oh, what's wrong with it? And he pulls the door off and is like, oh, nothing's wrong with it. And I'm like, this isn't intimidating or scary. I don't know if that's what you're trying to be, but like. That was I don't fir- know. that's the first time I got annoyed with this this movie. Is there's a bit where he goes, When are the sausages gonna be ready? He goes two minutes. And then thirty seconds later, he goes, When's the sausage gonna be ready? And he goes, five minutes. And he goes, Well, you said five minutes ago that it was gonna be two minutes. And I'm like, Oh, I've heard that joke in a million different movies. And not only that, it didn't happen five minutes ago, it happened fifteen seconds ago. Like that just happened. What upset me more about that line was more the character. We never saw him again. Like, I think it could have been a funny recurring bit if, you know, Turkish had a personal chef that was, you know, uh, stupid and bad. Like, that could have been a funny bit. But the fact that it was just kind of like that one throwaway line, I'm like, I feel like we, I feel like this was the setup for something more. I think this is one of the first times where, like, it's, it's too new for me to be like, it's a movie of its time, you know? Like a lot of that stuff we covered in decades, I'm like, oh, this movie doesn't have to be good because it was a movie of its time. It's the best it can do. This only happened. This happened 21 years ago. Okay. There's great movies that came out around this time. We've watched plenty of them. I'm not giving this movie any breaks. What are we watching? So overall, before we get into the spoiler section, I just want to say um, I had fun with it. I enjoyed it. Um, There were definitely some bits that I wasn't like a super fan of, but in general, like I kind of got what I expected from this movie. Um, and for me, overall, um, there's a million other movies that just what this movie is trying to do better. Okay. Um, and I can recommend them to you if you want. Um, but if you love Guy Ritchie, watch this movie. If you don't love Guy Ritchie and you're not a huge fan of like British gangster movies, which this movie doesn't even do well. Yeah. Don't watch this movie. All right. Well, we're going to jump into spoilers now. So, uh, come with me into this time code if you don't want to listen to them. Boop, 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 boop. Here we go. Time code 3345. Dude, this movie's so bad. Uh, uh, so bad is a... That's harsh. Okay, this movie is bad. And I was annoyed the entire time. And also, I think it's because there was no stakes ever. There is a scene where Brad Pitt's mom is getting burned alive in a caravan. And let me tell you, so bored. Couldn't care less. I thought that scene raised the stakes disproportionately. 
if that makes sense. So it's like, oh, we need to get this guy to fight for us again because he messed it up the first time. So because we don't know if he'll fight for us or not, we're going to kill his mom. And I'm like, okay, hey, hey, I know your name is like the brick and like you're supposed to be like the toughest person in town or whatever. But like, take a breath, man. Also, the second the next day, he was like, all right, I'll do the fight. I'm like, oh, really? Because you just watched your mom die. And now you're like, well, his justification for it was, I don't want him to do anything worse. Like, I don't want anyone else to get hurt. And I'm like, this is a different tone than we like. We haven't been worried about anyone else getting hurt for the rest of this movie. So, like, I, I appreciate your concern, but it seems a little weird. But then we learn that that was a setup because, you know, the rest of the travelers fight the bricks people when they show up on the night of the fight. So I think that was probably just a setup so that they would come to the camp and they could beat the crap out of them. Also, let me listen. Every scene involving Tyrone, Soul, and Vinny, cut it out. Same. Don't care. I thought they were fun. I, I thought they were fun. Hated it. Listen, Lenny James do I agree? as an actor hated him. His character name, Saul, hated his character. Every time he was on screen, get him out of here. Don't care. Do I agree that they felt incredibly tertiary in terms of moving the story and plot along and like what they contributed to what we might consider the main part of the movie? Yeah, absolutely. Did I find the scene where they tried to rob the bookies and everything went wrong pretty hilarious? Yes, I did. I enjoyed that segment a lot. What? I enjoyed how they had to fight the dog most of the time. How this one dude was like trying to stick up for the dog and the dog caused way more trouble at every single step of the way. I enjoyed that. Yeah, I didn't. I I also didn't enjoy the replica gun scene. That yeah. So, okay, let's so um in terms of the replica gun scene, the one thing that I liked about this movie that is very guy Ritchie is I loved the stylistic cinematography that this movie did um which is a very craig thing to appreciate because specifically in the beginning is when i noticed it because every time they did lots of scene transitions involving guns whether it was like shooting a gun or spinning a barrel or like pulling it out of their belt or whatever there were lots of times where they practically like projected a scene transition with the involvement of a gun. I still I enjoyed it every time. I'm like, yeah, this is but still they cool. stopped this doing is a cool that towards transition. the end of the movie. It was really yeah, in the first act, did. and then just stopped happening. I'm like, no, be consistent. We like it. Be consistent. A cool thing I did like is the uh, the three scenes when they're all in cars. And yeah, they, and uh, the storylines intersect real quick. That was cool. Yeah, because so that the way that starts is um, Vinny and Soul and. Tyrone. Tyrone. Um, they hit a guy and you're like, oh, who did they hit? And then it cuts to Turkish and Tommy. Um, Tommy throws out Turkish's milk out of the side of the window. And then. Um, and you watch a car cut- crash. Yeah. And then you hear a car crash in the background. And then you see Vinnie Jones is character. They ex- they got into a car crash and their hostage escapes. And then the hostage that escaped is the person that the first group runs into. And the reason and in the car crash is because they are the ones that got hit by the shake or the milk or whatever. So that was a very, I think that scene was organized in a, in an amazing way. I liked that, how that scene was organized. Okay. Let's not just throw around the word amazing. Okay. Let's not throw okay. around that word. Well, I'm going to throw it away. I'm going to throw it around because I liked it. It was cool. It was cool. Let's talk about more things I hate. Um, Really didn't like the, uh, well, your guns say replica on it, and mine says Desert Eagle dot five zero. And then, which by the way, means it's a 50 caliber, which is the same caliber you'll see in sniper rifles. And then this guy proceeds to shoot people with it <laughs> one handed, and there's no yeah. recoil whatsoever. I noticed that in it because I was kind of looking for that too. And instead of like there being recoil, he would shoot forward. 
like he would take the gun and instead of pulling it back towards him, he would shoot and launch the gun forward. And I'm like, that's not how recoil. I think there's a lot of jokes in this movie. And I'm like that. First of all, that gun is a mess. It's a hand cannon. A lot of people refer to Deagles as hand cannons. And this guy's shooting it one handed and there's no recoil. And he's shooting. I know it's a bit as a guy who can't be killed. Boris, the blade bullet dodger. He gets shot like with an entire clip and he just keeps staying alive. Cause he gets shot once doesn't die gets shot four more times gets shot doesn't die and then gets shot three more times and doesn't die yeah and that it was supposed to be funny but it all happened off screen so it wasn't as funny and almost it was just it was annoying i'm like you introduced the biggest handgun known to man and you're treating it like it's a 22 and that was annoying but i also didn't like that character the bullet dodger or vinnie jones or the, what's his name Bucktooth or whatever yeah Dude, I don't, there's so many movies. Bullet there's dude. so many dude. There's so many characters in this. I don't even know who that was. Also, Benicio del Toro is in the first 30 minutes of this movie. Never see him again because he's dead. Yeah, and he's played off as like this big, um, huge gambler. Yeah, like he, like he's the character that's gonna move the plot along. Like that's kind of how he's portrayed in the first act, and then we just don't see him again. Yeah, then he gets domed. And you know another thing that pissed me off about this movie. As they say, where's the diamond? And he goes, we put it back in the case. I'm like, no, you didn't. No, you didn't. We just watched you. We saw the whole thing. You didn't put it back in the case. But guess what? That was just bad writing because they did. And they're like, well, what's the code? And they're like, you just killed the guy who said it. And I'm like, I felt like they still had. Did you get the impression that they still had the diamond? They were just lying to him. No, I did not. Well, I did because they didn't show it. It was, dude, there's so much you don't see in this movie. It made me angry. Mo- you don't see almost any deaths on screen. And my belief is that, like, if you don't see a person die, there's not, they're not dead. That's like a huge movie trope is people come back from the dead all the time. But everyone in this movie dies off screen. Um, Everybody. This, the trivia section has a number for this. Give me a second while I look it up. It, oh, it doesn't have a number. It just says nearly every death in this movie takes place off screen. Thanks. Yeah. And it was so annoying. Let me see people die, bro. There were some that I'm glad I didn't see die. Um, like, for instance, like, I didn't need to see Cousin Avi cut that guy's hand off. I didn't need that. Or was that yeah. Boris the Blade? Bro, couldn't tell you. They all got fake names. Yeah, it was what... The, Cousin Avi and Boris the Blade both had, like, kind of a weird beard situation going on. So I'm like, it could be either one of them. Which do you think... Which part of the plot was more important, do you think? The fixed boxing... Or chasing the diamond. The intro would lead us to believe that it was chasing the diamond. Right. However, by the time you get to the end of the first act, you realize it's the boxing part. And I couldn't tell you why. Couldn't tell you why. Yeah. And so I also thought that, um, did you find um, Bricktop intimidating? Uh, dude, not a single person in this movie scared me. Not a single okay. person was intimidating. Because he had that whole supposed, thing. He's the person. He had, that, he had that whole thing about like feeding people to pigs. And like there's that scene where he's taking Turkish and Tommy um, at the pig farm and like telling them exactly how much meat a pig will eat. And and, you know, whenever Tommy tries to speak up, like everyone just belittles him and calls him a girl or whatever. And, I'm and then like, there's that okay. scene where Vinny, Soul, are like, how are we going to get rid of this body? And tells him, you're like, well, if I were going to kill somebody, I'd chop them up. And pigs can eat, you know, two pounds of meat a minute, which is why you get greedy as pigs. And he just says all that stuff. And I'm like, hey, at the end of the day, bro, I you're not scary. I hated his character. I hated every Dude, this movie. Hey, I'm guys, so... real quick. I just want to tell you guys that before we started officially recording, Alex said, I'm probably not going to get too heated this episode. And here we are now. Continue. I, dude, I hated that character so much. I hated him so much. He was not scary. He was talking about feeding people. He had, he has dog fights and like sicking dogs on people. Talking about feeding people to pigs. I was not scared of this guy for one iota, dude. Because what at the about end of- that scene where Tyrone is in the dog pit? How'd you feel about that? That wasn't scary. Because he wasn't even the one holding the dogs. He was just talking to people. I wasn't those, maybe not necessarily like in regards to finding Bricktop scary, but just like I'm just asking for your opinion on that scene. Like, do no, you I'm think not, dude, I couldn't care less because guess what? Guy Ritchie 
came out with a movie 20 years later, right? Called The Gentleman. And in that movie, spoiler alert, that was a real spoiler alert, by the way. If you haven't seen the movie, you might want to not want to hear this. Matthew McConaughey catches a guy who did him wrong. And he goes, you're going to go into that freezer. And I want my pound of flesh. Here's a knife. Here's a scale. If you don't give me that pound of flesh, you'll be dead in an hour because you're going into a freezer. He goes, I don't care where I get it from. But this on this scale, you better get a pound of flesh. I'm sending a guy in there and you're not getting out of the freezer until I'm done. I'm like, that's how Americans do it, bro. And there's a very heavy implication that he wants him to cut his member off to give him that pound of flesh. Yeah, you're going to get me a pound of flesh. Here's a scale. Measure it out. I'm like, that's how Americans do it, bro. Don't give me this feed you the pigs. I'm going to chop you up, all that stuff. Because everyone knows you're not going to live that long. Make them. Dude, Americans do torture almost better than anybody else. Don't know if that's something I'm proud of. but uh, Cartel's pretty high up on there. But, like, Americans got that stuff nailed down. So when I see people being like, I'm going to feed you the pigs. Yeah, not alive. That's how you say you're getting rid of a body. What are you going to do while they're alive? Also, since all the deaths are off screen, I'm not seeing, like, I'm not scared, bro. Scare me, dude. You're supposed to be the bad guy. You're supposed to be a gangster. But another thing that ticked me off about this guy is he's supposed to be the scariest guy, right, Um, in the movie. But when the fights don't go right, right, like he's fixed fights and he loses both times. So he's giving people inside information. Hey, he's going to go down the fourth round. Bet that way. When the fight gets ended early, he's like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I gave you the right information, but it didn't go right this time. You know, and I'm like, you're supposed to be the scariest guy in this movie. And yet you're scared of a million people you told to bet a certain way. I, If you're going to be scary... No one can be scarier than you. And you're scared of a bunch of people who you gave the wrong information to. Guy Ritchie, bro, you've obviously learned your lessons because a lot of your newer movies are better. But this should this should not be in your like top five. And that's how I feel about I that. I really liked the girl that was at the bookie desk because she was not intimidated by any of the guys that were robbing her. Yeah. I liked her stoicism. And I think that she really added to that scene. Oh, yeah, because she's like, all bets are off. Like, give us your money and be like, I don't, all bets are off. We don't have any money. That and was then cool she scene. closes the sliders while one of them is still in between them. He gets stuck like it's a car window. And um, and then she takes the shotgun from him. I'm like, that's 10 out of 10. Favorite character in the movie. Yeah. Dude, it was just, yo, this movie was, uh, it was an interesting one. But, uh. I'm probably not going to watch it again. There's just so many better movies that did what this movie did. Um, and it just executed better. I'm giving this movie a 7 out of 10. Ooh, I'm giving this movie a 5.75. Okay. I was expecting a flat 5. So the fact that it's anything higher than that, I'm surprised. I, I really I, thought I'm about to it. Hear it. I, to be honest, you know what? That's not even where my heart is. It's a 5.5. I'm not watching this movie again. It was okay. And I'm sure because movies just, I don't, dude, I don't know. I I can't, I can't, I'm not even going to make excuses for this movie. It's a five and a half at best. At best. I'm not watching this movie again. Okay. Well, um, now that you have that all uh, off your chest and whatnot, do you want to welcome back our non-movie listeners? Welcome back, non-movie listeners. This time in particular, you maybe should want to go back and listen to it um, because this movie's not worth watching. Spoiler alert, you're not going to want to watch this movie. So just listen to me roast it to freaking pieces. Listen to the spoilers, listen to the whole thing, and then listen to Craig half-heartedly defend this movie against my attacks. This one might be worth going back and listening to. Well, that being said, we're going to hop into the improv segment. Uh, We are doing some fake news from the desk of Permanent Good. Uh, The way this one works is I'm currently looking at what is trending on Twitter right now. Mm-hmm. And we're going to use that to prompt some news style improv scenes where one of us is an anchor. The other one can be a correspondent on the ground or what have you. Um, and we're just going to kind of boost off of that. So Alex, would you like our first scene to be about blockbuster or Marxism? Uh, let's do blockbuster. Okay. Okay. 
Hello and welcome to Permanent Good News. My name is Craig Wells, aka Permanent Handle, and we are coming in live with the story of the week. We just found out that Blockbuster has opened a third store. They are. This is um, a new development after the second store had opened up last week. We have someone on the ground right now. Alex, what does it look like at the third Blockbuster store after an era we thought they were all dead? Well, Craig, um, I got good news and I got bad news. The good news is people are getting their jobs back during the coronavirus. The bad news is it seems that this Blockbuster, what was that? Yes, my source just confirmed this Blockbuster is only hiring Mexicans. Uh, It seems that in order to combat minimum wage, they're hiring illegal immigrants and paying them $4.50 an hour. Is that correct? Um, uh, Looking at my desk, it appears... So so what you're saying, what you're telling me is that this Blockbuster is not following the, uh, the code of law when it comes to employment. Yes, it seems that due to their bankruptcy, they are not coming back with a lot of capital, so they're looking for cheap labor, and it seems that most people are not willing to uh, apply for these jobs. Wait, my source just said something else? Oh, these are not Mexicans. What was that? They're just high schoolers learning Spanish. Um... Uh, I can't... I don't don't know why my source was confused on that one. Um, it seems these people are speaking Spanish. Uh, here, I'm going to, would you like to come on the news? Yes. This, My name's uh, Alex. There's, there's You're on no Permanent way this goes well. Um, tell me you just, you're learning Spanish. Is that correct? See, sí. Okay. And, um, you, you are not Hispanic in any way. Is that correct? Si, sí, senor. And you think that Blockbuster is hiring you at $4.50 because they think you're Mexican and an illegal immigrant and undocumented. Si, senor. Do you know any other Spanish besides si, senor? No. All right. Uh, Back to you, Greg. All right. Uh, Thank you for this very informative piece. Uh, I mean, hopefully... You know, with uh, the fight for 15 being such a prominent uh, aspect in our political atmosphere right now, I can't imagine that Blockbuster is going to be able to get away with this for too much longer. We will have more developments on this as it continues to grow. Thank you very much. On to our next story. Um, Alex, would you like to talk about um, the phrase Rip Twitter or the video game character Bowser? Uh, let's talk about uh, Bowser. Welcome back to Permanent Good News. Um, before the break, we talked briefly about the Nintendo character Bowser. We now have a man on the ground in front of Nintendo headquarters willing to give us more. Craig, to you. Yeah. Um, hi, my name is Craig Wells, and I'm here on the ground for Permanent Good News. Um, uh, everyone familiar with the video games industry understands that Doug Bowser took over for Nintendo of America not terribly long ago. And it seems that Doug Bowser has uh, caught himself in a little bit of controversy. Um, today, we found the man uh, sort of uh, impersonating the video game character whom he shares a name with because it seems that he has captured all the female employees at Nintendo of America and seems to be holding them hostage at Nintendo headquarters. Uh, He seems to be dressing them all up as various princesses and tries to stop anyone that tries to save them. Craig, do you and your experience on the ground being involved in these affairs, do you think this a has anything related to do with spiky boy summer and also, do you think there's any going to be there's going to be any Me Too allegations headed towards this Nintendo department? Um, well, Alex, I'm afraid to say that the Me Too era has already struck this department many, many years for uh, many, many allegations. So the fact that one that, uh, you know, another one, it's kind of like a drop in a bucket for a care uh, for a company like this. Now, in in terms of uh, how this is going to affect um the the culture that we approach into the summer i feel like uh video games kind of uh try to shy away during the summer because uh not as many people are in their homes 
and they tend to use their free time uh, focusing on other projects or simply being outside more. However, I feel like that this is going to push an even further divide in the people that think video games are bad for you versus the people that uh, do not think so. So I imagine that this is going to be a story that a lot of uh, parents of the future and now are going to point at and see like, see, this is what video games do to your brain. Um, And this is only my opinion. I can only speculate at this time, but oh, oh my God. It appears that Doug Bowser is currently dangling one of the women out of the window, Michael Jackson style. Interesting. Well, judging by the footage, he has definitely been working out and wow. Those are some strong biceps. Possibly yeah. this will be a uh, thick boy summer. Um, I did not as- anticipate Doug Bowser keeping his shirt off the entire time. Oh, does it I are those screams of joy I hear? Can you um, confirm that she is enjoying this? Possibly this is her what does the kid say? Kink. Can you confirm that correct? Um, I have a special device here that reads the specific tone of various screams. Don't yes. ask me why I have it. It's mm-hmm. a product that was sold to me. And the device is currently calculating the, the scream tone right now. It says that it is currently uh, mixed with a 30% shock and fear, 14% neutrality, and 26% other. I can't tell you what that other means, but this did give me some faulty math, so I don't think this device should be relied on. Well, uh, you know what they say about faulty math. Keeps the bedroom right. Now, back to the studio. We have some more important information going on. Thank you so much for the information on the ground, Craig. Back to you. All right, Craig. What's our next headline? Um, So we have Jake Paul. Oh, we're doing that. Okay. 100% All right. we're doing that. <laughs> um, he's not going through any trouble right now at all. Nope. Hello, and welcome to the desk of Permanent Good News. My name is Craig Wells, and I will be your anchor for this evening. Um, news just broke that YouTuber turned MMA fighter, or boxer, who boxer, knows? yep. Jacob Paul has uh, been uh, set aflame for yet another controversy the night before a big fight. Uh, I hear that we have uh, an interview with Jake Paul himself. Uh, let's cut to our interviewer right now. Um. Hey, Jake, uh, this is Alex. Hey, man, what's up? Yeah, uh, I'm with Permanent Good News. I have some hard-hitting questions for you amid this third controversy you've been involved in prior to your (laughs) fight. Don't don't worry about it, man. It's all good. Um, First question. Is it true that you have gotten involved in dog fighting? Okay, 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 okay. A lot of people like to use this term dog fighting like it's something that like is supposed to be bad or whatever. All we did was take my pit bull and my buddy's pit bull and like they kind of wrestled a little bit. And like, you know, it actually turned out to be a lot harder than we thought because pit bulls are very docile by nature. So we kind of had to like rile them up and like kind of like and kind of like pinch them a little bit so they'd really like get at each other. Also, there are rumors that you are taking the testosterone from these dogs and injecting it into your body to prep for this fight um, and possibly affect your aggressiveness. Is that true? I just want to say that there is my body is a temple and not one thing goes into my body that uh, would that is unnatural, which is why all my cocaine is organic. Interesting, Jake. A um, couple more questions, and I, I know you got to prep for this fight. Amid a lot of these uh, scandals involving women, consensual and otherwise, you have a firm stance that although these interactions did happen, they were all consensual. However, due to this dogfight controversy, a lot of them are saying that you also had consensual and non-consensual relationships with these dogs can you confirm or deny that yo uh, my producer said that those questions were off limits okay i'll answer a lot but uh the relationships i had with those off limits do not talk cut it cut it right now interesting uh craig um it seems that jake paul here on the ground is not cooperating with some of our questioning i don't know if we are legally obligated to pursue this line of questioning, do you have any advice back in the studio? Um, 
uh, I'm currently getting a, a message from our lawyers right now. They say, have at him. All right. Back to you, Jake. One more question. I swear Wait, it's my no, last no, one. Wait, no, no, no. You don't get to say back to me like I'm some sort of correspondent for you. Here's nah, the thing. man. Uh, Jake, one more time. Um, there are rumors that uh, you were in Suicide Forest with your brother, Logan, not even a week ago. Um, and I've also heard rumors that you have deep faked Logan in the original video, and that was you the entire time laughing and poking fun at actual dead bodies. Can you confirm or deny that? Listen, listen, listen. As an internet creator, sometimes you just get a lot of hate. So what I did was I went to that forest and I'm like, "Uh, let's see what, like all those comments that tell me to kill myself. Let's see what happens when, uh, when I actually do. And then I posted a photo of me, uh, uh, at suicide forest and they're like lol good and it hurt my feelings so i deleted it jake thank you so much for cooperating during this nah, interview nah, um, thank, thank you man thank you don't uh, don't it, forget catch my fight catch my fight um 6 p.m uh each pay-per-view uh don't share it with anyone else one pay-per-view per household uh per tv um uh, one person watching that tv and it is 250 dollars all right. Um, you have a good fight, and I'm I'm glad those concussions have not affected you uh, in the slightest. Now back to the studio. Thank you. Uh, thank you very much, and uh, we hope that everything goes well or bad for Jake Paul, depending on how I'm betting tonight. Uh, we will now cut to Alex with the weather. All right, here in this middle segment called the Big Break slash Juilliard <laughs> Edition. All right, so this middle segment I prepared for you, Craig. It's brand new. It's a fresh one. It's called. It delayed our recording. It took so long to prepare. Yeah, um, mostly because I hadn't even come up with it yet, so I need a little okay. bit more time. Um, this middle segment, we're gonna cut out some of that earlier stuff to clean this up a little bit, but it's called Big Break. Slash the Juilliard edition. Audition. And I'm going to send some scripts, a.k.a. monologues, to you in the chat. And you're just going to read them. And then I'm going to critique you as a director on how I want you to deliver these lines. And we're going to make sure these audition tapes go perfectly. Whenever you're ready. Want to know how I got these scars? My father was a drinker and a fiend. And one night he goes off crazier than... Cut, cut, cut. Wait one second. Um, Craig, can I have you read this a little more flirty? Um, You're having a really intimate conversation with a character played by Christian Bale. And we want some, some sexual tension. Can you start from the top, please? Yeah, 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 yeah. Want to know how I got these scars? Perfect. Keep going. My father was a drinker and a fiend. And one night he goes off crazier than usual. Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one bit. All right. I'm going to stop you right mm -hmm. there. I love what you're doing. Um, However, this character is going through puberty Keep the flirty tone. I love it. But we're going to need a couple like voice cracks in there. Um, Can you start from Mommy Gets the Kitchen Knife? Yeah. Mommy gets the kitchen knife to defend herself. He doesn't like that. Not one bit. Perfect. So me watching. He takes the knife to her. Laughing while he does it. Turns to me. He says. All right. I love what you. Wait. Cut. 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 I love what you're doing. Keep the voice cracks. Keep the flirty attitude. Maybe even more of the flirty attitude. But this character kind of has an accent as well. I don't really know what the accent is, but can you throw one in there? Make it thick for sure. And make sure to keep the flirts and, and the cracking, please. Uh, can you start from... Uh, um, he takes the, uh, takes the knife to her. He takes the kitchen knife to her, laughing while he does it. Turns to me, he says, why so serious, son? Thicker accent, thicker accent. Comes at me with the knife. Why so serious? He sticks the blade in my mouth. Let's put a smile (laughs) on that face. And 
why so serious perfect perfect <laughs> i think i think you landed the part i think you got the part <laughs> perfect all right i'm sending i'm sending you the second monologue we're okay. gonna have you read for uh my second movie here you go start whenever you're ready clean character i want a clean read read as you okay of course i'm travel size for your convenience if i was my real size your cow here would die of fright my powers are beyond your mortal imagination wait wait cut 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 mm-hmm um, I need a little bit more emotion. Um, can we possibly, you just lost your dad, you know, your family has really been going through it. I need emotion. I need tears. I need you like on the brink and towards the end of the monologue, I want your voice to really like crack as you're feeling this emotion. Um, feel free to stop, uh, start from the top, please. Of course, the travel size was for your convenience. Exactly. If I was my real size, your cow here would die of fright. My powers are beyond your mortal imagination. For instance, my eyes. Wait, wait, wait. Cut, cut, cut. All right. Mm -hmm. I love the emotion. Keep that up. When you say my powers, I need you to like throw something against the wall. You just, you can't believe they're not listening to you. I... Just like make a loud noise, get their attention. They're losing you. Um, start from uh, my powers. My powers are beyond your mortal imagination. More tears, For instance, more tears. Emotion. My eyes can see straight through your armor. Ow! All right, that's it. Wait, Just wait, stop. stop, stop, stop. Cut, cut, cut. All right. I need you to like lay on those tears right through uh, my armor my eyes i need you to break down crying um and then when you get to dishonor i need those tears to transition into wild anger uh let's start from uh, my powers are beyond well, do you still want me to th- do the the wall thing the hit, yeah the hit. wall i need okay. i need you to throw something out of out of like pure emotion um sadness depression from your family um for and then my eyes break down tears right and then dishonor Tears transition into anger. Uh, Action at my powers. My powers are beyond your mortal imagination. For instance, my eyes can see straight through your armor. Ow. All right. That's it. Dishonor. Dishonor on your whole family. Make note of this. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. Perfect. Guys, master at work. Round of applause. Round of applause. Master at work. All right, we have one more monologue for you, Craig. Totally different part. I'm going to send it to you now. Uh, Can we get another clean read of this, please? And then uh, we'll, we'll give you notes as it goes on whenever you're ready. Oh, Danny, you don't know how much this means to me. Now, I know that you really care about me. What's gotten into you? I thought we were just going to be steadies. Wait, stop, stop, stop. All right. I love what you're doing. Um, You've kind of been roofied at this point. So I really need like slurred speech. You're clearly drunk under the influence uh, from the top, please. Oh, Danny, you don't. You don't know how much this means to me. Now I know you really care about me. But what's going to you? I just thought we were going to be steadies. I've never seen you like this. I love what you're doing. I need like a valley girl accent. Um, Start from the top. Clearly drunk, but I need those those highs and those lows. You can feel free to add like and ums into the script as well. From the top. Oh, Danny. Oh, Danny. You don't even you don't know how much this means to me. Now, I know that you really care about me. What's getting into you? I thought we were just going to be steadies. Was there more? Were you going to no, say keep going. Just, Perfect. Okay. You're doing great. I've never seen you like this. Just because you give me a break doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. I'm still the same girl you met last summer. I'm sorry, Danny. Wait, cut, 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 cut. Okay. I love, I love what you're doing. But at, uh, I've never seen you like this. I need you to get dark, demonic. Like, think you're possessed. Deep voice. Um, I'm not going to give you a line read. but um, Yeah, yeah. 
start from the top. When you get, I've never seen you like this, drop your voice, you become possessed. Lose the drunk, lose the slur, lose the accent, just get deep and scary. Uh, start from the top, oh, Danny. Oh, Danny, you don't know how much this means to me. <laughs> now, I Perfect. know that you really care about me. What's gotten into you? I thought we were just going to be steadies. I've never seen you like this. Deeper, just deeper. because you gave me your ring doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. I'm still the same girl as last summer. I'm sorry, Danny. All right. I love what you're doing. One more critique. Um, what's gotten into you? I need you to go as low as humanly possible. And then think, um, like, emphasize possession. What's gotten into you? Like, get scary when you do it. Uh, from the top, last time. Oh, Danny, you don't know how much this means perfect, to me. Perfect. Now, I know that you really care about me. What's gotten into you? I thought you were. I thought we were just going to be steadies. I've never seen you like this. Just because you gave me your ring doesn't mean you can do whatever you want. I'm still the same girl as last summer. I'm sorry, Danny. Perfect. Pro at work, ladies and gentlemen. This is how you ace a audition. Thank you so much for your time, Craig. We'll get back to you. Uh, await our callback. My face was inside my pop filter. <laughs> nice. I love it. And that concludes our middle segment, the big break slash the Juilliard edition. I'm going to send this to my acting teacher. And if I do not get an A for this semester, I'm going to be genuinely upset. Dude, so good. So good. <laughs> Way to take direction. All right. And finally, our one hit wonder. I'm starting a little trend for our one hit wonder. We don't need to do it week to week, but we're going to do trends from TikTok. And this week's one hit wonder never coming back is the got it game. Craig, are you familiar with how got it works? No. Okay. So you're going to say a random word. I'm going to say a random word. Then we're going to try and think of a word that combines them. So for instance, um, just think of a random word. Red. All right, so I'm going to say a word exactly the same time as you. So let's say you say red and I said computer. Then we're going to think of a word that might have those two. We'll say got it when you've got your word. And obviously I've got it when I've got my word. We'll say it at the same time. And the goal is for us to say the same word. And we'll do this okay. like a round or two. All right. Okay, so we're trying to say the same word. Yes. Okay, got it, got it, got it. All right, got it? Uh, got it. All right, three, two, one. Jarvis. Chip. Got it. Got it. Three, two, one. Avengers. AI. Okay. Got it. Got it. Three, two, one. Vision. Vision. Mm, there we go. All right. So we need you to line those up. Yeah. As yeah, close yeah. as you can. Post production. All right. Starting from the top. Random words. Mm -hmm. Got it. Got it. Three, two. One wall notebook. Okay. Got it. Got it. Three, two, one Movie. chalkboard. Oh, geez. Okay. Got it. Got it. All right. Three, two, one. Teacher. Dead Poet Society. What did you say? I said teacher. But I think we got this on the next one. Yeah. All right. Ready? Yeah. Three, two, one. Robin, Robin Williams. Williams. Yeah. That's Perfect. how we do Perfect. it. Perfect. <laughs> All right, we'll do we'll do one more. Okay. All right. Got it. Three, two, one. Electricity. Photo. Okay. Got it. Got it. Three, two, one. Digital flash. camera. Dang it. This is hard. Yeah, I think we. I think this is the point where we have to take the L a few times and get us into a better track. Okay. Got it. Got it. Three, two, one photographer iPhone. all right okay. got it got it three two one Editing. instagram okay i think i got it got it yep three two one filter. filters yeah what's up dude <laughs> <laughs> and that's got it it's gonna be our tiktok trend one hit wonder uh we'll come back with more tiktok trends but that's the last you'll have seen of got it and obviously we've got it bro well, that's it, and thank you very much for listening to the Permanent Good Podcast. Next week, we are watching Soul. 
on Disney Plus, uh, stars Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey. And since we are starting a new month, I will be tweeting out the movie schedule on the Permanent Good socials, and you can follow it at Permanent Good. Uh, I think that's it. Anyway, uh, my name is Craig Wells, a.k.a. Permanent Handle. And I'm Alex Good, a.k.a. Alex Good. Have fun, be safe, and make good choices. And while you're at it, tell your mama said hi. See you next week. Deuces.